0: Hi, and welcome to Whole Heart Transformation. I am Melissa Algera, your personal identity life coach. Let's go to the podcast. Hey, so welcome to my podcast. Well, the last couple of weeks have been pretty crazy, like with my podcast. I've shared uh, my story and I've also shared my husband's story which is really vulnerable. I mean, if you think about it, sharing what you've been through personally and sexually um, with someone else and even yourself can be really, really scary. Um, So that being said, what I wanted to discuss today was after you've been through betrayal, why if you are trying to heal the relationship with the person that you've betrayed, You have to be there for them and their triggers. Um, And this is hard because let's say you've been in the relationship now, you've been clean and sober from drugs, alcohol, uh, sex addiction, whatever it is, right? Like for many years. And your partner is still struggling with triggers. And you're like, God, like I've already overcome this, like I'm not this person anymore. I don't even feel the same. I'm not doing what they think I'm doing, yet they're still having the triggers. And the reason why this is so important to discuss is because you are still in a relationship with them and you want to heal with them. And if you want to heal with them, the only way to heal the relationship is by giving what we call a mismatch experience when they're in that heightened arousal state in their body. So let me kind of just give you an overview of what this is like for the person who has been betrayed. Somebody who's been betrayed is not consciously choosing to have a trigger. They're not consciously going, I think I'm just going to let this person who has betrayed me suffer. No, the person who's been betrayed is suffering. That person feels out of control in their body, the trigger might hit them, the trauma might hit them. And all of a sudden they feel like they're in PTSD, they're back to where they were before the trauma even um, was known. You know, They're back in the zone of um, like the war, right? Like they don't even, it just hits them out of nowhere. They don't even know what's happening to them. They are just literally experiencing this thing in their body, it's subconscious and it takes so much work like to get out of a trigger especially alone and especially when it's a relational trauma trigger do you understand there's a difference between somebody who is a bit who has been in war and it wasn't a relational trauma a relational trauma is different than a ptsd from war or maybe they like when i was a kid i was bit by a dog and so um in the face and so like if I still had trauma triggers from that, it wouldn't necessarily be somebody else's responsibility to help me through that to heal. I would need to, you know, work on my triggers and figure out what's going on inside of me and face and feel whatever is too hard and scary to feel. Um, with that being said, the difference is when you've, had trauma in a relationship where you've betrayed a partner where you've betrayed them sexually where you've betrayed them with secrets where you know i mean i've even heard similar stories from people who had gambling addictions where the the partner was you know spending money and had credit cards and this you know the partner of this person who had a gambling addiction their body can go offline at times because of the trauma from that You know um if there's like something that triggers that like maybe there's uh you know money that was taken out of the bank account or whatever there there are things that trigger us from trauma that's happened relationally obviously a lot of relationships is where trauma comes from i said that yes a lot of trauma comes from relational dynamics maybe childhood maybe you know uh like parent child maybe uh sibling to sibling you know there are so many traumas that happen in relationship the difference though is if you are in a relationship with somebody as an adult and you want to stay married to somebody whom you've betrayed you need to understand that person they can heal um they can heal to an extent with their triggers and their trauma um with with within the relationship to a degree but there are going to be relational triggers that happen that cannot be healed without the relationship um, being the source of where they can get that need met now this might be controversial to some um some people out there uh, maybe some professionals but I venture to say this based on my own personal experience and with understanding trauma and understanding relational trauma and being a person who has needed support in those times of relational triggers so what does this look like um let's say you are i'll give it i'll give an example from my own experiences okay so i'm out somewhere and my trauma is based around uh, women because that was where the rupture happened for me in my relationship my husband was addicted to sex, and so if there is a woman who is um, causing something in my brain to say danger, 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 my my brain cannot say oh well, like it's not a danger. He's changed. No, my body gets sucked back into whatever it was where that that trauma happened. My body is sucked back into that specific uh, issue now. At that moment, am I aware that I'm triggered? Most of the time, I don't know. So with that being said, it's like being in um, like drowning water. You're in hot water. You don't know why you're there. You don't know how you got there. And it's, it, there's fear that's happening. My fear tends to come out as anger. Some people freeze, you know? Um, it's, everybody has a different reaction to triggers. So, if I'm in that trigger and my husband moves in and he says, Are you triggered right now? Are you feeling out of control? What's happening in your body? Number one, I've been unaware of what's happening. And by him meeting me in that space, all of a sudden I'm like, Yes, yes, it is happening right now. I'm in the middle of a trigger. And then if he says, Okay what what's happening inside where are you feeling this okay i'm feeling it in my chest and my gut okay what emotions are associated with that now see he's helping me get into the space of undoing the trigger um and then once i can identify what's happening i'm like oh it's fear I'm I'm afraid we're gonna have disconnection. I'm afraid you're gonna leave. I'm afraid that we're not gonna be able to connect again. I'm afraid you're gonna betray me again. And what does all that lead to? What is is the underlying um, source of the trigger? The underlying source of the trigger is always disconnection in the relationship. Now, when you are the person who did the betraying, you might only see the flailing, right? Like if somebody is drowning, And you're trying to throw a life preserver to them and they're flailing and they're cussing and they're going crazy and and you have no concept of what's happening inside of them. And then now you're triggered because you're trying to help them. And in the process, they're kicking you and punching you. And you're like, I'm just trying to save you here. It's going to be hard because you you are trying maybe. However, the reactions to the trigger of the person that you've betrayed, if you react to that trigger in a non-loving, caring um, way, what's going to happen is is that trigger for the person who you've betrayed is gonna expand. Instead of it shrinking, it's going to now expand. So what that looks like for me, I can only speak for me, and I'm sure that many, many, many people who've been betrayed can say the same thing. Um, I will start to get angrier, louder, bigger, because now, What's happened is I already felt scared, like small and scared. Again, not in the moment recognizing that that's where I was at, but I get small and scared regardless. And I'm now getting bigger to protect myself. Now, maybe you freeze, maybe you shut down, maybe you stop talking, maybe you run away. I know I do all that too. Like if it gets escalated, I tend to run away. And so the biggest thing is, is to recognize when your partner who who you have betrayed is triggered, they're triggered because they're now in a fear zone. They are now afraid of disconnection with you. It's not somebody else that they're afraid of disconnection with. Let me just say that. Like who else are they going to disconnect from? That trigger is based on the relationship so it is your responsibility to understand that when your partner is triggered because you betrayed them that they the underlying root of that is disconnection and aloneness always when it comes to the relationship now do they have childhood stuff that makes that trigger worse probably who doesn't like seriously who doesn't have childhood stuff that makes their triggers worse Yes, everybody does, okay? But the reality of the situation is, is that you broke the relationship. You ruptured the relationship. It is your job that every time your partner is flailing from a trauma or a trigger, that you are there for them, that you show them that you're there for them to give them that mismatch experience. Now, I hear what you could be saying. You could be saying, well, I'm sick of it. I don't want to do that guess what? Your marriage isn't going to work out. Your relationship isn't going to heal. You might stay in relationship, but you're going to still have these issues because it is the marriage that is ruptured and unrepaired when these triggers are not healed. Do you understand? For me, if my husband chose to and he doesn't get this perfect all the time like I really need to say this he does fail sometimes because he gets stuck in his own triggers and he forgets that oh yeah like I totally traumatized her um but you know he does try and so when he does fail me the disconnection the fear that I had a disconnection feels more real because it even though it's not the same type of rupture which was, you know, he is abandoning me or, you know, cheating or whatever. The 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 relational rupture may not be exactly the same, but the underlying root of it is the fear of disconnection in the relationship. And when he is triggered and he can't be there for me or he can't recognize in himself I'm being triggered by her and I need to maybe give 5 minutes to walk away. And let her know I'll be back because that's important. Um, And then come back and say, okay, I realize you're triggered. You're having pain right now. Um, And if he understands always the underlying pain of the trauma is disconnection and lack of safety. Because we find our safety in relationship. And we also find lack of safety in relationship. So if he can understand or the the betrayer can understand that that's the underlying issue then it's it can make you go like okay they're not they're not angry at me because they hate me they're actually angry because they're afraid they're gonna be disconnected from me it's an injustice that what happened to them is an injustice that the the disconnection where they thought that they had that stability in relationship and that You know, you could be a solid foundation for them as a partner has been destroyed. So they're looking for safety of connection. Like, can I rely on our connection as a stability? And when they're feeling that dysregulation in their body and a threat to that possible disconnection, or the apostle, excuse me, when they're feeling a threat to that connection, and the possibility of disconnection, what they need in that moment is that mismatching experience to remind them that they are not losing connection right then and there, that, that you are honest, that you are bringing your true self into relationship, that you are here, that you are wanting to work on it, that you do want to stay connected, that your bond is important. That right there is the key to relational healing when you have done a disconnecting behavior. You see, you can't go and look at pornography and stay connected to your wife or your husband. You can't go have affairs and say you're connected and you're all in. No, that is a behavior that's the complete opposite. Now, maybe because you feel like you are trapped in bondage, To sex addiction or to whatever addiction you deal with, alcohol or drugs or, you know, uh, gambling or food, whatever it is. If you turn from your partner to go do those things, they feel it in their body and understand it was a disconnecting behavior relationally. And if it's been years of that, years like i have years of disconnecting behavior that i that had to be unpacked it is my husband's responsibility to repair when my body is activated from the past now again if you don't want to stay married don't be there for them i just need to be honest with you and this kind of gets me a little angry because it's like if your spouse is willing to work through this recovery process, if you will, I didn't even like that. Just just the, the process of repairing in marriage with you after you betrayed them, the most beautiful thing that you can do for yourself and that person is be there for them and their triggers. Because you can understand the triggers are a result of a relational rupture with you, not something else. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like if I, okay, so so let me give another example because I really, really want you to understand this. If I divorced my husband tomorrow, I might have triggers. I might. But let me tell you, when I'm not in public with my husband even now, I don't have triggers. Like other women don't bother me. Uh, prior to Discovery Day, I was like the woman who um, went up to other women and would tell them how beautiful they were. Like, I'm that secure myself. Do you understand? My husband has watched me do that. There was this one girl at the gym. Oh my God, her abs were like incredible. I knew that she had to do hard work to get those abs. Like you have to eat right. You have to work out a lot. Those are things that I'm not willing to do, but she was gorgeous to look at. And I was like, so I admired that about her, her tenacity and like capability to make sure that she was doing the right thing to be able to have those type of apps. And I went up to her in front of my husband. I'm like, girl, you got it going on. Like you do, like you look amazing. That's the kind of person that I was and I am when I'm not with my husband. public and here's why because the the triggers the damage that was done was the relational dynamic when i'm not in the presence of the relationship when i have those triggers like when i sorry when i'm not in the presence of my husband and in that relational dynamic and i'm like outside maybe i'm with other friends or um maybe i'm you know working or whatever i'm not experiencing those same things because I don't have the threat to my relationship right then and there. Now, maybe other people experience this differently. I've talked to a lot of partners that this is their result. When they're not in the presence of their spouse um, or their partner, they are not experiencing the same type of triggers that they would if the spouse was there. And here's why because it's a relational rupture. The threat is only when the relationship is being, you know, as active and present. So when I go out in public with my husband and I want to be with him and be close, and there's a threat that comes, and unfortunately, like it's everywhere because like everybody shows their butt now and their boobs. (laughs) So it is is a, a threat to my relationship because of the issues that happened because of the situations that happened so what i need in that moment and what your spouse needs in that moment if you've betrayed them is for you to come close and give them that mismatch experience that that experience right now is they feel unsafe that there's threat to their connection okay with you and they need you to give them something different than this right here. If you get defensive, angry, um, whatever, okay, stonewall, if you get cold, unresponsive, you're not giving them a different experience, you're actually sealing in that trauma into their body and their brain. Did you hear what I just said? The threat is a trauma and it's a trigger it's embodied. If you do something, and again, let me give you some grace, you're not going to always get it perfect. But if you do something where they are feeling that disconnection and you disconnect further, you are sealing that trauma further into their brain and into their body. So what do you do? You have to move in close. Kind eyes. I'm gonna show you. Wow, like I'm seeing that you are in distress. Just number one, saying, I'm seeing you're distressed. (sighs) Like I my husband has said that to me, and I'll be like, Whoa. Well, yeah, I am totally distressed. You you see me, you get me, you understand me you see what's happening in me? Yes. Now everyone, I see you're distressed. Come in close. Kind eyes, kind heart, soft, tender voice. What do you need from me right now? I'm here for you. I want to be in here with you. Our bond is important. Our connection is important. And she might say, it's not important to you. You did da-da-da-da-da. I did do that. I did. I did but right now, right here, right now, I'm here with you and I want to be here for you. What do you need? I want you to know that I want relationship. I want to stay connected. I want, I will do whatever it takes. You see the difference? Like continuing to move in, move in, move in, move in. You are healing your marriage. This is a benefit to you and her. Now, if If you can't do that, the marriage will not heal because this is a marriage issue. Now where the sex addiction was your issue, you now brought somebody else into your issue and you traumatized them and you wounded them greatly. And it doesn't matter if they had childhood trauma, because the reality is you, you promised something to them and you betrayed them. So, so yeah, they, they can go and get healing for that but that won't heal the marriage. If, if, you're, if your spouse goes and deals with all their childhood stuff and you're still being defensive when they're triggered, you're still stonewalling, you're still being isolated, you're like running away or whatever, your partner will heal from all the stuff in their childhood, but they will not heal with you because it's impossible to stay in relationship with somebody who is unwilling to help you heal when they've damaged you. Do you understand? Now I'm a big advocate for, like nobody can make you feel anything, right? Like I believe that, like uh, I really believe that our feelings are our own. But this is different than just a feeling. This is a traumatic, response to a relational rupture. And yes, your partner can say, "Um, I will take all the responsibility for all my stuff. However, relationally, if you don't do anything to repair it, it's going to be no better it's not going to heal, it's not going to be healthy, it's not going to be loving, it's not going to be safe, it's not going to be caring, it's not going to be everything that you want it to be. Which everything that you want it to be and all the reasons why you went to sex addiction in the first place is to be known, even in that shame place of having sex addiction and going, oh, like if you really knew me, you wouldn't love me. In that place, that part of you needed an encounter with grace and love to be known and accepted and say for us to say it is disgusting and I love you anyways. And for you to have that acceptance, your partner, I feel so emotional about this. Your partner when they're triggered and flailing and they're they're lying on the floor bleeding or they're flapping, you know, on the floor like a freaking seal, like they are needing that same encounter with grace. I see your pain. You're cussing me out. It is disgusting, but I love you anyways. Now I'm not saying to tell them it's disgusting. That is not the right time to do that. But it's the moving in. Like you are out of control and I want to be there for you because I know I caused that and I want to build something new. And you know what, you guys, depending on the level of trauma that you've provided for your partner, we don't know how long it will take. They might they might have years of healing and then something might come up and trigger them. Your responsibility to heal that. We I had a situation <laughs> separate from my husband just recently. Um, where uh we okay, so I'm gonna be honest, like we were having sex and I had I had a freeze moment. Um, I was totally frozen and I wanted to like punch him. And and this is like during the act, right? And i said to him i'm feeling frozen right now and i i thought i knew why but i wasn't 100 percent sure but as soon as i told him i'm feeling frozen right now and he said uh oh oh no okay like what do you need and then i just was like i don't know like i was mad you know i started to get mad and then um he said i'm just so sorry like i know i caused that and i was like like you didn't cause this one (laughs) and i realized like i was actually having a freeze response from something that happened to me sexually when i was like 13 or 14 from the past but just even him being with me in that moment and just taking responsibility it wasn't even it wasn't even about him and i was able to say this one isn't about you I was able to separate out my traumas. And by me saying that and sharing that, he felt so connected to me. Because in such a vulnerable moment, and, I, and I've and i had other moments where I've been vulnerable with him in our sexual life, um, where it was about him. And I've wept in his arms multiple times. And he's been always so caring and loving and not annoyed and not like, oh. Like, why are we doing this again? No, always so loving in those moments. With that being said, that our sex life actually has been beautiful because of that, because in those moments, he was able to bring safety for me. Now, it's outside of those moments, like when I'm triggered outside, when we're out in public and all that, that I really have needed his support. So, understanding, yes, you might have, your partner might have, and you might have, Trauma triggers that are separate from the betrayal, but ultimately the biggest thing that you can do for your partner and for you because you want the marriage, right? You want the relationship is to understand that the rupture that has happened is your doing. The triggers that your partner is having like I was telling you, I wasn't triggered by women before. I actually loved talking to women and telling them how beautiful they are because I feel that way about myself. Like I feel beautiful and I feel like I'm, you know, secure in myself as a as a beautiful woman. But this did damage to that part of me. And so in order for you to help your marriage to have the connection to stay in relationship with your partner, you have to be there for them in in their trigger. And I showed you how to do that. So now you know, and so you won't be able to say that you don't know. This is a process, not perfection, right? Like this is not something that happens overnight. You're gonna make mistakes, but just understanding that it is a process. And it is for you to stay in relationship. It is for the relationship to heal because that's really what you long for anyways. So with that being said, I hope that you gain some new tools today to help your partner when they're in trauma. And understand this isn't just about your partner. This is about the benefit of your relationship. Thanks for listening. If you have found today's podcast helpful, please like, subscribe, and share. If you are interested in coaching with me, go to www.identitylife.coach. And you can also find me on Instagram, identitylife.coach.